Today is Friday, August 11th. The title for our devotional is The Gospel. As I read through the pastoral epistles this week, I was struck by Paul's humility in the midst of doctrinal contentions and disruptions to the church he loved so much. He was likely tempted to fly off the handle. (laughs) He likely suspected Timothy was about to fly off the handle and lose it on these guys. But the true gospel, the gospel that they were preaching and teaching, had transformed them first, before they were called to declare it to others. So in each of these letters, early on, he reminds his young apprentices of the gospel of salvation and what Jesus has done for them by his grace. So in the midst of this week's topic of preaching and teaching amidst heresy and proper Christian living, let's take today to remember the main thing. Let's keep this front and center in our experience of worship through the vehicle of preaching. 1 Timothy 1, 12-17 Paul writes, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to this service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. And in his letter to Titus, which we haven't read much of this week, we haven't read any of this week, actually, He does the same thing in Titus 3, 3 through 8. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things, so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. And in 2 Timothy 1, 8-14, we read, Do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. This is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching, with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Then in the next chapter, chapter 2, verses 8 through 13, we read, 
Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying, If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. These are powerful articulations of the gospel by Paul in the midst of imprisonment and suffering and in the midst of controversies within the church. He calls Timothy to remember this gospel that saved him, and so he should have grace for others in his ministry as well. We are all saved by grace alone, through faith alone. We have all been called by the grace of God to a ministry that he has for us. We need to be reminded of this gospel regularly through the preaching of the word, through participation in communion or the Lord's Supper together. In preaching, this is the ultimate message that we are to declare. Of course, this message carries with it a lot of implications and other truths that we need to herald as well as a part of the preaching of the full counsel of God. But the message, it always comes back to the central tenets of the gospel that we must cling to, hold dear, and apply to ourselves first before we reach out with the truth of God's word to others. Today I invite you to reflect on the grace of God and salvation and how it has been applied to you if you believe. Then commit to keeping this story, the gospel story, the main thing in the hearing of the word 